um, just for um, a few minutes here. But anyway, uh, let's look at uh, the name of Jesus. Uh, and let's start here at Philippians chapter 2. In Philippians chapter 2, uh, let me switch back over here to, uh, uh, the, um, to the King James. Just a moment. There we go. Um, okay, talking about Jesus here. And he says in verse 9, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. He's talking about Jesus was obedient and he went to the cross and he died for us. But notice this. Wherefore God also highly exalted him and given him, he didn't say a cute name, one that sounds neat. It's a real, it's a pretty name. No, it's not what he said. He said a name which is above every name. Notice this. That at the name of Jesus, or you could say at the sound of the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Wow, three places, heaven and earth and down below, okay. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Well, I just wanted to pull out that the name here, something about that name. Let's go next to uh, some instances of the use of the name just to make sure that we are uh, uh, following this through right. Let's go to the book of Acts. And uh, in the book of Acts, we'll go to a couple places I like to go to. Let's go to Acts 16 and watch what happens here. Uh, okay. There was a woman, let's see, verse 16, And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel or girl, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. In other words, she told the future. Anyway, um, the same followed Paul and cried, saying, These men are servants of the Most High, which show us the way of salvation. Now, watch this. This she did many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned to the Spirit and said, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of it. No, he, he says, I command, what? In the name of Jesus Christ. He didn't, you know, he didn't uh, say, you know, Lord, I pray, pray you will help in the name of Jesus. He could have. But he actually said something, I command in the name of Jesus. Well, what happened next was, of course, that spirit came out of her. Let me switch to the uh, Living Bible here just a moment. It's verse 18. Go back down here, 18. Look at this. Uh, this went on day after day until Paul, in great distress, turned and spoke to the demon within her. He said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Wow. And instantly it left her. Wow. So there we see an example of the name of Jesus being used here. Uh, let's go to the third chapter. Here's another one. Uh, in this chapter here, uh, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in a three o'clock daily prayer meeting. As they approached the temple, they saw a man lame, this guy couldn't walk, from birth, carried along the street, and laid beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate. As was his custom, uh, anyway, Peter and John were passing by, and he asked for some money from these guys. They looked at him intently, then Peter said, look here, verse 5. Now, this is very important words. I, I, it's just, you know, uh, what he says here, it, it, it's just, it's just you, you can't help but get it figured out here. Look at this. Peter said, we don't have any money for you, but I'll give you something else. Now, look at this. I command you, now, look, oh, here's that word command. I command, look, in the name of Jesus Christ, the magic, Walk. 
I can't tell you how many times when I can't get a door open or I don't have enough strength to put something somewhere. I give you, for instance, I had the deer season and I got another deer just Friday afternoon and I did not have my truck. I had my Volvo and this deer, I mean, of course, Dustin could have just flipped it with one arm, but it's just me, you know. And uh, I actually got in the trunk of that Volvo and I tried to pick it up. Boy, that, that did not work. I got out and I was about to run out of strength. And, uh, and I, I couldn't get the head in there. And I, I finally got the back part of that thing and it was still struggling, Bob. And I remember I said, in the name of Jesus, get in this car. And, and I just, boom, it went in. You know? Now, I don't care what anybody says. You learn these things from the scriptures. David killed Goliath the same way. He said, you come at me with a shield and a sword, but I come at you in the name of the Lord. He said, I come at you in the name of the Lord God of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. So I quoted the whole verse. But basically all he said was, I'm coming at you with the name. Of course, David used his slang and whatever, but he had already said, I'm going to kill you this day with the name of the Lord. That name works. That name will produce power. We already read the name is above every name. That acts the name of Jesus, the very sound of that name. Yet sometimes we think in our Christian walk we're not supposed to use it. Well, what? We're supposed to put it on the end of our prayers, you know, in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And, and the reason you put in the name of Jesus is power of attorney. Let's just say this is a document up here. Say this is something that we really wish or whatever. Well, who wrote this thing? Down at the bottom. Jesus' name. Well, that's what it's all about. You put Jesus' name on it. You actually get to forge Jesus' name. But it's, he told you you could do that. When you think of it that way, it makes sense. It's like, praise the Lord, I'm going to say Jesus wants this. That's right. Anyway, notice what happened. He said, in the name of Jesus, uh, rise up and walk. Peter took the lame man by the hand and pulled him to his feet. As he did, the man's ankle bones were made, uh, uh, were, were healed and strengthened. Watch what happened. So that when, uh, he came up with a leap and stood there and began walking and leaping and praising God. He went into the temple. Now, there's going to be an explanation for this. Watch this. When the people inside saw him walking and heard him praising God, can you imagine this guy's been paralyzed, so crippled since birth? And now he's walking. And realized he was the lame beggar that they had so often seen at the beautiful gate, they were inexpressibly surprised. They all rushed out to Solomon's hall where he was holding tightly to Peter and John. Everyone stood there awed by the wonderful thing that had happened. Now watch what Peter says about this. This is really wonderful. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. Men of Israel, he said, what's so surprising about this? Why look you at us as though we by our own power and godliness made this man to walk? For that is a good statement. It wasn't because Peter was so holy. Oh, Peter's so holy. Peter was one of the apostles. Nope, wasn't it. Wasn't even his own power. And it wasn't because Peter was so goody-goody. What happened? Verse 13. For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all of our ancestors who has brought glory to his son, to his servant Jesus by doing this. I refer to you, to Jesus, whom you rejected before Pilate, despite Pilate's determination to let him go. You didn't want him freed, this holy righteous one. Instead, you wanted a murderer. That was Barabbas. Anyway, he goes on and says, well, you had Jesus killed. You had him hung on the cross. But he says, we are witnesses of this fact. 
Oh, that after you killed him, we saw him alive. Now look at verse 16. Jesus' name has healed this man. And you know how lame he was before. Faith in Jesus' name, faith given us from God, has caused this perfect healing. Wow. This story here actually keeps on going and going and going. Oh, I want to go to the, uh, to the, whoops. To the hang on to the fourth chapter because this story keeps on going. While Peter was still talking about what happened here, the priest and the temple guards got real upset. So what did they do? They took Peter and uh, John, and they even took this man that was healed, and they arrested him. <laughs> oh man! Well, let's see what they did. I'm going to switch back over here to the uh, King James at the moment. So they had him arrested, and let's see what happens here. All right, when they get, uh, the high priest is going to question them. And they say, and when they set him in the midst, they ask, by what power or by what name have you done this? Oh, this is a great question. And so uh, Peter says, hey, I'll tell you what. If we be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by which means he's made whole, be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ. You know, there are certain things that you can... Uh, you and I can touch. You know, I can't touch Jesus. I can't feel Jesus. I don't know where he is. Well, I'm taught from this book that he's invisible. But you know what? I can actually get the name of Jesus. I was told it's his name. I can say his name. I can do what they did. That's right. And it'll work for you. So it's not like I wish I could, could get something out of the Bible, but it's impossible. Oh, yeah, you can. You can take that name. Notice this. He goes on and says, this is the stone which the builders rejected. Oh, uh, look at verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Well, you could say healing because it was the name that caused healing. Look at verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived they were unlearned and ignorant men, you know, kind of like our testimonies. I mean, who were we? I mean, it's not that we're great bankers and stuff, and we were lawyers and whatever, or, you know, candidates in the political world or nothing. Who are we? But look what's happened in our own lives. Notice this. And they took knowledge uh, of them that they had been with Jesus. Look at this. And beholding the man which was healed, standing with them, they could say nothing about it. And I got news for you. That guy was leaping and jumping and praising God, and he's over there, and he's excited. He's, I don't care what y'all, I don't care what y'all do to us. I can walk. I can walk. You know. Well, anyway, notice what those people did. Well, they commanded them to go outside. They said, y'all step out of the office for just a moment, and they conferred. And they're saying, what are we going to do? For a, indeed, a notable miracle has been done by them, and everybody knows it. We can't deny it. Notice what it says. They said, but that it spread no further among the people. Let's threaten them that they speak to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak nor teach in the name of Jesus. Well, you can tell what Peter and John said about this. They were like, you do what you want to. Whether it's right in the sight of God to hearken to you more than God, you judge. For we cannot speak, we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Wow. Now, before we finish out this story, uh, they still threatened them, and I think they beat them a little bit, too. 
Yeah, anyway, the man that was healed was 40 years old on whom this miracle was shown. Now, they go have prayer. Now, watch what they do in their prayer. They leave and they, uh, they decided to pray, and they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you're God. You've made heaven and earth and sea and all that's within it, who's about the, who by the mouth of thy servant has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? They're actually quoting Psalm 2 here. The kings of the earth stood up. The rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom you've anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together. In other words, they took him to the cross and they crucified him. Verse 29. Now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness we may speak your word. Look at this. By stretching forth your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. In other words, keep all this going. Well, yes, he will keep it going. We need to always pray in the name of Jesus and expect our prayers to be answered. Watch, let's go just a moment back to, uh, in the book of Mark, just a moment, Mark chapter 9. And I just looked at this earlier. It's going to be verse 39. Let's get out of here. 39. You know, there were 12 disciples, and uh, apparently there were 13 because one of them decided to go do his own thing. Watch what happened here. Uh, and John answered, saying, Master, he's basically saying, Jesus, we saw one casting out devils in your name, and he followed not us, and we forbade him. We told him to cut it out. <laughs> Look what Jesus said, verse 39. Jesus said, Hey, forbid him not, for there's no man which can do, uh, which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil for me. For he that's not against us is on our part. Let's switch this to the King, the Living Bible just a moment. Verse 39, let's get into it. Don't forbid him, Jesus said, for no one doing miracles, doing miracles in my name. Well, how do you do a miracle in your name? Just like the disciples, they, I mean, they did the same thing. Just say, in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, whoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea. I know I had, um, I had cut myself the other day. I think I just scrapped the outside of my nose. I didn't know it. And, uh, Oh, my fingernail just scratched it. And I felt something cool, and I reached up, and I was bleeding. And uh, I thought, oh. And so I thought, well, no problem. I went and got me some Kleenex. And I tell you what, Bob, it just kept bleeding. I mean, and it was not going to stop. And I tell you what, it's just like I've just always done this in the name of Jesus. Stop, you know. I mean, it's, 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 it's like normal to me. When things go wrong, I use the name of Jesus. Just like putting gas in your car, I'm putting gas in my Volvo, and you're going to run. Okay, it makes sense. Okay, I'm putting the name of Jesus up against something, and it's going to work. Well, I remember, I mean, it just, it, it, this thing bled for over five minutes, and I was like, whoa, and that's when I said, in the name of Jesus. And of course, I mean, just a few minutes later, it quit. Now, you can say what you want to. It was just fixing to start quitting or whatever. I don't care what anybody says. I know what works. The name of Jesus works. The Bible has told me that I can do a miracle in his name. You sure can. Uh, let's go to uh, another place over here in the, uh, in the book of Proverbs, uh, chapter 18. And look over here at uh, verse 10. Uh, let's go to, we've got a song we sing. <clears throat> oh, 
Look at this. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and is, or you could say, are safe. I think that name is strong. You could be driving and things can go wrong, and if you'll just mention that name, you know, praise the Lord. I know we got one of our country songs that we've heard uh, uh, real popular a long time ago, Jesus Take the Wheel, that's the same thing, you know. The way they wrote that story, she was spinning on some ice, and of course their story was Jesus Take the Wheel, and and uh, of course everything was okay. These are not accidents. The name will work. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are saved. Just say, Jesus saved me. Wow. Oh. Let's go to, uh, back up to the book of Psalms here. And Psalms um, 20. Look at this right here. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. You know, how many times have you thought he won't be around when I need him? You know, he'll help Dustin, but he won't help me. You cannot tell yourself that. That's just unbelief. God didn't tell you that. I mean, think about it. If you own a Bible and you read Psalm 20, would you say God lied to you? Of course not. You would think it belongs to you. Psalm 20, verse 1. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. And guess what? You get to decide whether or not you're in trouble. I mean, otherwise, well, don't tell me. You know, people... Talk themselves out of the blessings of God left and right. Now, you get help because the devil doesn't want you thinking that you can just pray and God will help you. But I tell you what, the God of the Bible will. He's there to help you. The Lord gives thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defends thee. Now, he's not talking about going to heaven. He's talking about whatever problems you've got right now. You can actually do this. You can actually, I mean, as silly as it may sound, you go somewhere and you... Forget you out. Well, don't just sit there and complain and go, oh, man, I, I, I'm so dumb, I left my wallet. Oh, I lost my wallet. Or what? I remember one time Dustin lost his wallet, but I know him. He's like, in Jesus' name, I found it. And I don't think it was but a few hours later, his roommate found it between the seats and the car. Praise the Lord. I've done that a bunch of times, too. You just, praise the Lord. There it is. God will help you. Look at verse 2. Send thee help from the sanctuary. And strengthen thee out of thine. Remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifices, Selah. Look at this. Grant thee according to thine own heart and fulfill all thy counsel. What? You're kidding me. Look at this. We will rejoice in thy salvation. And in the name of our God, we will set up banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. This is getting out of hand here. I mean, oh, man, you're, you're just trying to tell me that God will help me at all times. Well, yeah, he will. Now, I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He's talking about you and I. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots. Now, before we go any further, so what's he talking about being saved from? Man, I tell you what, just like the Israelites right now, they're getting bombarded from Gaza. They're being hit from the Hezbollah and whatever, all these rockets are coming in there. Well, back in the old Bible, they other nations were trying to come in there and steal their kids, steal their gold, steal everything. And so he said, some trust in chariots and some in horses. And today we can say, well, my salary is not as good as uh, it used to be or it's not covering enough as it used to be. Or maybe I'm not feeling good or I dread... Some problem I got 
facing me. Well, how do you listen? Some trust in chariots, some in horses, or anything. Look at this. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. See, that name will work. He says, they're brought down and fallen, but we're risen and stand upright. Say, Lord, let the king hear us when we call. Yes, hallelujah. He will hear you, praise the Lord. Glory. Um, let me, let, let me, well, okay, let's go back to uh, <clears throat> the New Testament here. Look at this. Matthew chapter uh, 18. Uh, 18, down in verse 18. 19. Again I say to you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching, I like this, anything they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together, look at this, in my name. In other words, you're going to pray in Jesus. We're going to pray right now in the name of Jesus that this happened. And just stay with it. Don't back off. Hold firm. Don't give it up. Praise the Lord. We know better than to give up. Oh. See, when you give up, we're going to lose it. But we're not going to give up. We're not those that give up. See, look down here at uh, 17. Oh. No, not 17, 18. Here it is. Oh, close it down. Just a moment. He spoke a parable unto them. This is that men ought always to pray and not faint. Let's put this in the living Bible here just a moment. He told a story to illustrate their need for constant prayer and to show them they must keep praying until the answer comes. And then he tells a story about the judge. He said, a very godless man had great contempt. In other words, I am not going to help nobody. But apparently, the name of Jesus rings a bell. And a widow of that city came to him frequently to appeal for justice against the man who had harmed her. The judge ignored her for a while. Okay? And what happened? But eventually she got on his nerves. <laughs> I fear not God nor man, he said. But this woman bothers me. I'm going to see that she gets justice. For she's wearing me out with her constant coming. Then the Lord said, even if even an evil judge can be worn down like that, don't you think that God will surely give justice to those who please to him? Let me switch this to the King James this morning. Uh, he says, And shall not God avenge his very own which cry to him night and day, though he bear along with him? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man uh, comes, will he find faith on the earth? Let me switch back to the living this moment. That's a good phrase in verse 8. Uh, yes, he surely will. But the question is, when I, the Messiah, return, how many will I find who have faith and are faith? Praise the Lord. See, we can get numb to having so many problems. Well, if it's not one thing, two or five or ten or twenty, you know, out of the frying pan into the fire. Well, it's okay. You know, it's like that song we were saying. Though the Lord leads me through dreariest places, it doesn't matter. Everywhere with Jesus is a house of praise. I mean, it'll be, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. Glory to God. God's going to get me out. He really will. Oh, let's look at uh, a couple more spots here. First hmm. John in chapter 3. 
Look at this. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. What? What kind of book you've been reading? I've been reading the Bible. Because we keep his commandments, do those things that are pleasing in his sight. What's his commandment? Believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another. Look how that's linked to whatever we ask. You know. See that name. It's not my good works. It's not my good looks. It's not God thinks I'm so wonderful. Now he does because of what Jesus did for me. He does love. But it's because of that name. That name will put you over. Oh. Watch this right here. Oh. Hello. Here we go. Look at this. Oh. Whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father might be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Wow. Incredible. Uh, let's scroll down here to, uh, i got to go to 15, hold on. In the 15th chapter, same thing. Uh, well, I, I like this. If you, uh, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask what you will, it'll be done for you. I mean, he's not ashamed of you. Uh, look at this. That whatsoever you ask the Father, look at this, in my name, he may give it to you. Praise God. Uh, 16th chapter. These are all 14th, 15th, 16th chapters. I believe he's, he's making his message plain for us. Look down here at uh, 23. Here we go. Watch this. We'll close right here. Watch this. Oops, I missed it. Hang on. 23. And in that day, you'll ask me nothing. Barely, barely, I said to you, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Hitherto you've asked nothing in my name. In other words, up to now, you've not asked. He says, ask and you shall receive, and guess what? You're going to have a hootenanny. I mean, you're going to be happy about it. You're going to be happy about it. Switch this to the King James. Just one, I mean, Living Bible, just one moment. Watch this. He says, at that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. For you can go directly to the Father and ask him. He'll give you whatever you ask for because you use my name. You haven't tried this before. But begin now. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and your cup of joy will overflow. Praise God. And then what happens? You'll be like, let me tell you what I did. And it's no, we felt like we had to carry, the, you know, this was the way we witnessed. I got a new Bible. And I believe it. And then we don't say anything else. Man, we, there's a better way. We can say I was trying to hook farm equipment up or the bush hogs almost ran over me. <laughs> but in the name of Jesus, he saved me. And I tell you what, there's more in this book. You know, praise the Lord. You read, it all belongs to you and your kids. Oh, don't worry about your kids. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry that book is real. It works, praise the Lord. And you've got all these testimonies that follow you around just because you let your daily problems be taken care of by using the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you by your stripes we're healed. We thank you that you supply every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And if we do have any issues and problems, whatever might be coming up, we call on the name of the Lord, so shall we be saved from all our enemies. 
And I didn't leave anything left but for us to go out easily and tell people what great things you've done for us. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.